the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, this is Attorney Bob Bergman, and I want to let you know that my show this Friday is actually pre-recorded. I'm actually recording while I'm at the Hotel Hershey in Hershey, Pennsylvania, home of the Hershey Chocolate Factory and Hershey Park, which apparently is a pretty famous amusement park out in this part of the country. So earlier this week... I traveled out here, uh, actually on Sunday, left my wife and children and headed on out here for a three-day intensive training called Practice with Purpose, put on by the organization Lawyers with Purpose. The purpose for me attending this three-day massive practice training is to learn the systems of Lawyers with Purpose and figure out how to apply them into my estate planning practice so that I can start providing Medi-Cal and uh, elder care services to my clients and uh, also to their family and friends and their parents and grandparents. I do have a background in the field of elder law and medical planning, which goes back several years when I worked with a law firm here in the Bay Area that did quite a bit of that type of planning. That's when I learned the basic rules and also learned how to apply the basic rules. But I found that I did not incorporate that into my own practice because I considered it to be too complicated and too much of a learning curve for me as an ordinary estate planning attorney to get involved in. The reality is it's not as complicated as I thought it was once I really decided to jump into it and actually delve into the intricacies of medical planning. Now, for those of you who don't know what medical planning is, it's basically planning to save and preserve as much of assets as possible from being used up when someone has to go into some kind of long-term care situation. A long-term care situation is typically what we call nursing home or skilled care in a nursing home, where someone actually is living and being cared for in a special facility because they have some level of disability in their life, whether it's a mental disability, such as severe dementia or Alzheimer's, 
or whether it's some kind of physical disability that interferes with their ability to do some of what are called the activities of daily living. I'm not going to really explain what those are other than to say they are things that you might typically think that are important in order to be as self-reliant as possible. Things like feeding yourself, bathing yourself, using the restroom, getting in and out of bed, things like that. The training that I'm going through here in Hershey, Pennsylvania is very comprehensive and it is very, very demanding at the same time. And I will admit that in the last couple of days of training, that's Monday and Tuesday when I'm recording this, it was a little bit overwhelming as well. But I can tell you that based on my years of experience doing estate planning and also my previous um, encounters with Medi-Cal planning, I'm confident that when I return to my office, I will be ready to pretty much immediately assist families that come into me that have those needs. I will be offering workshops in the coming weeks and months uh, and inviting people to attend those workshops. Once attending the workshop, if it makes sense to go further, then I will be encouraging you to actually book what's called a vision meeting with me where you'll be able to come in, sit down, providing me information about your family situation and also providing me information about what things are important to you. And then based on that, we'll be able to go through that together and determine what level or levels of planning might make the most sense for you and your family. Even though my own approach to estate planning right now is pretty thorough and comprehensive, it's not as thorough and comprehensive as the planning approach and the design approach that um, I'm learning here through Lawyers with Purpose. I'm very, very grateful that I joined up with this organization back in April and have made the trip to Hershey, Pennsylvania to learn about their systems, to learn about their approaches to planning. And I have learned so much just in the last couple of days, which kind of proves the adage, uh, actually disproves the adage that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm a pretty old dog, but I'm learning a lot of new tricks about how to approach my practice, how to improve my practice, how to improve the client experience and the delivery of my services to clients, and how to be more comprehensive in my approach to help my clients who come in and see me and they have need for estate planning services of some kind. Besides the foundational estate planning, which I've been doing for many, many years, and also planning for retirement plan assets, which is a more advanced form of estate planning that I also do, I'm going to be moving into the area of Medi-Cal planning. And one of the things I've found out at these meetings is that pretty much everybody needs Medi-Cal planning. When you consider the cost of a nursing home in the Santa Clara Valley, for example, which by my understanding now, which will get more refined as time goes on, and I call around to various homes to ask them the question, it could be eight, nine, ten, eleven thousand dollars per month. And that means that if a family doesn't have a lot of liquidity and can't afford to be paying those kinds of fees, 
even families that may have one or two million dollars in assets with half of that being their home, they're at risk of losing significant amounts of money if they have to go into a nursing home and start doing what's called private pay, which means paying each month for that nursing home care. I will tell you right now that if you're eligible for Medicare, a lot of people think that if you've got Medicare, which is health insurance, that that's going to take care of paying for long-term care, which is nursing home care. And the fact of that is Medicare would only pay at most, and this is at most, for the first 100 days of a long-term care stay. And there's some very specific conditions where Medicare would pay at all. Uh, And if you don't fulfill those exact conditions, you will not qualify to have Medicare pick up any of the cost of long-term care if you need to go into a nursing home. One of the facts is that here in the United States, About 75% of seniors over the age of 65 will spend some time in a nursing home. Some people say that long-term care insurance is the way to go. I will say that it's great if you can buy it 25 or 30 years ago when you were still very young, but most people aren't really going to buy long-term care insurance when they're very young because they don't really have a need for it at that time. And most long-term care insurance, you actually pay year over year, kind of like auto insurance or a homeowner's policy, and you don't really see any benefit. So when I come back after the break, I'll either be talking more about Medi-Cal and some Medi-Cal planning issues, or else I'll move on to a whole different topic. I don't know what that topic's going to be yet, because I won't be recording the next segment, likely until later on this evening, or else tomorrow morning. For more information on today's program, or to schedule a consultation, Visit LawBob.com, where you'll also find information on his upcoming estate planning seminars. L-A-W-B-O-B, LawBob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio. Once again, your host, estate planning trust and probate law specialist, Attorney Bob Bergman. Welcome back. This is Attorney Bob Bergman with Plan Your Estate Radio. It's a new day here in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I just finished the last day of my intensive training and systems analysis for Lawyers with Purpose, which is the new organization that I joined recently in order to help me systematize my law practice and provide a very high level of both normal estate planning and also advanced estate planning services, especially in the area of medical planning. As far as that goes, I just wanted to let you all know that In the next four to six weeks, I plan on having some new workshops, uh, both on Saturday mornings and likely during the week at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning in my office. Uh, The latter ones are especially beneficial for those of you who uh, may be retired now and have the time and flexibility to come to a presentation in the middle of the day on the workdays. 
and maybe just uh, those of you who, like me, either want to be able to sleep in longer or else take a longer time to get up and moving in the morning. I don't have much choice myself because I have young children and I'm the one that gets up and takes them to school in the morning. But uh, school's about to end. In fact, by the time you're listening to this broadcast, I will have already picked up my children from school for their last day of school. And I will be starting to take care of them as their summer vacation starts. One thing I can certainly share with you about my experience of the last few days is that no matter how long you are in a field such as estate planning law, there's always more things you can learn about not only uh, legal things and planning tools and tips, but different approaches to actually meeting with people and determining what their needs are. I've been practicing since 1980 and pretty much heavily in estate planning since about 1982, which by my calculation has been about 36 years or so um, in the practice of law in the area of estate planning. In spite of practicing all that time and the fact that I'm actually board certified in estate planning trust and probate law, it doesn't mean that I know everything about everything. But my dedication in coming all the way to Hershey, Pennsylvania, without having the advantage of even spending any time at the Hershey Park um, Amusement Park out here, coming for three full days of training, spending a full day traveling to get here and a full day traveling back home, that's kind of um, par for the course when you're someone practicing at my level. We're always trying to do a better and better job as estate planners and come up with new and sometimes innovative approaches to helping our clients. I've learned some very, very new techniques out here in Hershey that I have to absorb. I'll probably be spending most of my time on the flights back home to uh, San Jose as I fly through Atlanta, um, actually looking over all of the notes that I took in the last three days and absorbing as much as I possible as much as possible so that I can get myself up to speed when I get back to start taking my law practice in a different direction. Now right now I want to encourage you if you have any questions that you'd like for me to answer on future shows, you can email those to me at radio at lawbob.com. That's lawbob, L-A-W-B-O-B dot com. You could also visit my website at lawbob.com, which is a place where you can book a consultation for estate planning, or you could book a consultation for estate or trust administration which basically deals with um, the estate of someone who has passed away, maybe had no will, or all they had was a will, or they had a trust of some kind. And uh, either you're the one that was put in charge of handling all this without having any real idea what needs to be done, or else maybe you are a beneficiary and you want to come in and talk with someone like me to find out what your rights are and what you can expect to be occurring in the next weeks or month since that person that uh, 
since a person passed away uh, whose will or trust you are a beneficiary of. I know that sounded pretty awkward, but I find typically it's going to be a parent that's passed away, sometimes an aunt or an uncle or even a sibling. So um, I have those types of consultations as well. I also do regularly offer living trust seminars in my office, and I also offer seminars on retirement plan trust planning. In other words, special planning for those who have retirement plans, such as IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, things like that. Planning for those assets, a very special case in estate planning because they have a very different tax treatment when somebody dies, and there's very specific ways they can be passed on to someone uh, after you have passed. So uh, that's an important topic. I have a separate seminar just on that, and the workshops that I'll be coming up with in the future are in many ways going to be more comprehensive than the Living Trust Seminar that I do right now. I'm looking at going in a different direction with these new workshops, and uh, as the, the weeks and months unfold, I'll be introducing more and more of those to you, my listening audience, uh, and let you know uh, how you can go about registering for one of those workshops and what benefits uh, you might actually realize from coming to one of those workshops. In the meantime, I plan on spending the balance of the show today uh, covering another of those questions with comments that I glean from various websites where people log in and they ask questions of attorneys such as myself. So to that end, let me go with um, a question that was actually posted earlier today in California. Someone asked the question, what happens with a family trust in a divorce? Now here, what the person's talking about is a trust set up by spouses here in California to hold their property together. The question was asked here, just decided to divorce after 34 years of marriage. That's pretty tragic. So I'm wondering what happens to the assets currently held in our family trust. Is it nullified or are the assets divided as if they were never in a trust? Said most of what's in the trust is real estate and stock market accounts. Well, let me tell you kind of briefly what's happening with this particular person asking this question. If they're planning to divorce and they actually go through the dissolution of marriage, which is actually what we call it here in California, what's going to happen is that as part of that dissolution of the marriage, there is actually going to be some kind of settlement of the property ownership interests between the spouses. That will be decided in the dissolution of the marriage and will typically be reduced to a formal agreement that is signed by the spouses and then also signed by the court. Now, I'm about to go to a break, but after the break, when I come back, I'll explain essentially for this person what happens when they finish going through that divorce, what happens to the trust and what happens to the assets in the trust. So I'll be back to you after the break. This is attorney Bob Bergman, Plan Your State Radio. This is Plan Your Estate Radio. 
with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, Attorney Bob Bergman back. Uh, I wanted to remind you, you can always email your questions or comments to me at radio at lawbob.com. That's L-A-W-B-O-B dot com. Or you can visit my website at lawbob.com, where you can find a lot of useful information, book an estate planning or estate administration consultation with me, and also determine when my upcoming seminars are. Um, Now, before the break, I was talking about an individual who indicated they had just decided to divorce after 34 years of marriage, and they wondered what happened to the property that was in their trust, the trust that they had with their spouse. Basically, what would happen is this. When you go through a dissolution of marriage, one of the parts of the process is to get together and talk about the property that you own together and then how it's going to be divided up between you and your spouse. This is called a property settlement, and it usually ends up either as a separate document that you enter into to divide property up before the marriage is actually dissolved, or it's part of the final decree of dissolution of the marriage where you actually settle everything, including an order being entered by the court declaring that you are now, in fact, divorced. In the case of dissolution of marriage here in California, I'll say, first of all, I'm not a family lawyer, so I don't claim to have tremendous expertise in this area. But as a general rule, anything that you owned jointly with your spouse, where your spouse would automatically inherit it from from you, such as... Um, property that was in a joint bank account or where your spouse is named as the beneficiary, such as a retirement plan or life insurance, those things are generally canceled um, by uh, the dissolution of the marriage. Now, I recommend that people, if they're considering dissolving their marriage, one of the first things they do is revoke their current estate plan with their spouse so that their spouse that they're divorcing from is no longer the beneficiary in that estate plan because as long as you're still married, your joint estate plan will apply. That may include um, notifying your spouse that you're revoking, perhaps making a new will, new powers of attorney for financial matters and for health care, and hopefully working out between your spouse and your respective attorneys, if you're using attorneys, that you'll be able to do your own estate plans now rather than having to wait until the marriage is actually ended. That way you can set up uh, trust arrangements, you can set up special wills called pour-over wills that direct your respective shares of property to go into your trust Uh, Worst case situation, someone will have to go to court if you pass away and have the court declare that your share of the property ends up in your trust. But um, those are some of the considerations when you're actually ending a marriage. Now, here's a situation that unfortunately is a pretty common situation that comes up in families. In this particular instance, there is a trust. The mother passed away. And the successor trustee is one of the children who's been living, who had been living with mom at the time of her death. And uh, he has refused to turn over 
the uh, items that are supposed to be in the trust has refused to uh, turn over any information on a life insurance policy, uh, mom's mail, uh, refused to turn over a vehicle that's supposed to go to one of the children and instead has been driving and making the car payments and insurance for over a year. Uh, then also, probably most troubling, he removed $8,000 from mom's checking account after her death that was supposed to go to the other beneficiaries. My short answer to all this is that the children who are being taken advantage of by, in this case, their brother, they need to get together and consult with an attorney right away to send their brother a letter Uh, What I would say is uh, kind of a come-to-Jesus letter to tell him that the way he's acting is contrary to his responsibilities as the trustee of the trust and is likely um, contrary to the terms of the trust itself. If he persists, they can always go to court and request that the court both remove him as the trustee and order him to return those assets that he has taken to his own use and perhaps unless the money taken out of mom's account was for things like her funeral expenses or things like that, maybe even demand or enter a requirement that he refund that money back to the trust. Here's another extremely common situation, and I'm going to expand on it a little. In this case, uh, we have someone who has been who was married and... Um, and the spouse, in this case the husband, had a trust mill made up before the marriage when he and his now wife were cohabitating. The trust was entirely in his name, and it stated that on his passing, everything passes to his surviving wife. And that's primarily a house in a very desirable area. She wanted to know, is there anything she could she should do? Well, the short answer to that is she really needs to take steps to have the house retitled from her husband's trust into her name as the beneficiary of that trust. And then I would add as the next step, and maybe done pretty much at the same time, is for her to do an estate plan that provides that that property goes into her estate plan and says where it's going to go when she passes away so that a probate is avoided at her death. In this case, because it's a husband passing the property to his surviving wife, there will not be, fortunately for her, a reassessment of the real property taxes for this property because there is a spousal exemption for transfers between spouses. And so that's kind of the short answer for that question. Here's another question that deals with uh, what may be another fairly common situation. In this case, the person indicated, um, my father and mother are divorced. They have quite a bit of money in jointly owned stocks. Now, let's pause for a moment there. Um, It is sometimes the practice of even divorced spouses to own property together. I do have clients where they own business interests, real estate, even bank accounts jointly, even though they are no longer legally married. Um, Now, in this case, the question was, if one of them dies 
it would appear that the living ex-spouse gets all of the stock. But what happened if they both die and have not named any beneficiaries? Then what happens to the stock? Well, if both mom and dad die and they don't have any kind of will or trust that owns their interest in this stock or anything like that, then they will be said to have died intestate, which means that they have no last will and testament. And what will happen is that stock, if it's a sufficient value, which means in this case, if the property that they own when they die exceeds $150,000 in value, which means also if they have a residence, that's clearly going to exceed that amount. Well, then what happens is it will have to go through the probate process. Now, here an interesting twist is if this property is owned as joint tenants, which is one possibility, then what that means is that the survivor of the two of them will now own 100% of the property. And if that person dies, it's going to go through the probate process. But if they own this jointly owned stock as tenants in common, then when one spouse dies, that spouse's share will go by their will or be directed to their trust if they have a will that says turn things over to their trust or by intestacy, meaning intestate succession where there's actually no one uh, who is named to receive that share. So if it's tenants in common, each spouse's heirs would be entitled to their specific share of the stocks. So you can see jointly owned stocks covers a multitude of sins. It could be joint tenancy. It could be tenants in common. And the answer to the question is very, very different depending on uh, how it was owned. This is unless the beneficiaries for both mom and dad are the same people, namely their joint children, then the answer would pretty much be the same. This next one is a really tough one. Um, situation where an attorney set up a living trust in 2005, and then a power of attorney for mom was um, created in late 2017. And the attorney is claiming that the agent under the power of attorney is now the attorney's client, not mom problem is mom wants to remove the current attorney in fact that's the agent under the power of attorney because she's not following mom's wishes to remain in her home and is trying to put her in a convalescent home the attorney is refusing to do changes saying the client is now the agent on the power of attorney not mom what we don't really know here is what is mom's mental capacity here now in 2018. If mom's mental capacity is such that she's no longer capable of directing her uh, her care or making financial decisions, and that's been established, then basically the agent under the power of attorney is the one with the authority, regardless of what mom wants to have happen. I wouldn't be surprised if mom wants to stay in her home and not go into a nursing home. However, if she is, in fact, now incapacitated, she may no longer have the legal ability to make those changes. So after the break, I'm going to be coming back for the final segment of Plan Your Estate Radio. This is Bob Bergman, and I'll talk with you then. 
Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, and welcome back to the last segment of the show today. I'm going to finish up with a few more questions and comments from various sites where people have left their questions about estate planning matters, and then wrap it up today maybe with a story or two from my experiences here in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Here's a new request that I'm reading where someone has indicated that there is a date set uh, not too long from now, maybe about seven or eight weeks from now, for settlement of accounts and trustees' fees for a trust that is being handled by someone's brother. Uh, In this particular case, the person's indicating that the brother has stolen all of the mother's personal effects, which are thousands of dollars, and has breached fiduciary duties um, and wants to know, can I file a petition even though there's a trial date for settlement of accounts? Well, one of the first things I'd ask this person is, how long has this been going on and how long has your brother been doing these things that you're claiming that he's doing? Um, you could certainly uh, show up and object to the accounting, but as far as filing a petition now, it might be a little too late to do that, depending on whether or not the brother actually had uh, had submitted paperwork to you in a timely fashion as required by law. Um, for someone in a situation like this, you need to always go see an attorney to talk about what your rights are because uh, what you can and can't do might actually vary depending on what part of the state you're located in and how the local probate court handles matters. Well, that ends my questions and comments for today's show. Uh, if you're just joining me now here at the end of the show, I'm actually in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I am recording today's show from my hotel room at the Hotel Hershey. I will tell you just free plug for the Hotel Hershey. It's a beautiful old hotel, first built in 1933, and it has very nice rooms, fantastic food, probably the best hotel food I've ever had in my life, and it overlooks some beautiful country here in Pennsylvania. And it has the added benefit for those of you who have kids that Hershey Park, which is a gigantic amusement park, is very, very close by. And it's actually actually directly affiliated with the hotel itself. So looks like it could be a great place to come for a vacation, especially if you come at the right time of year. I've been doing these shows now for several weeks and... I just want to make sure that I'm getting information out to people that they really want and need to hear about estate planning and maybe the issues that they're facing in their own lives or the lives of their parents or other loved ones. That's why I encourage people, give my office a call at 408-247-0444 and uh, talk with me or leave me a message. I'll give you a call back and I'll even spend a little bit of time on the phone with you and determine whether or not you need to come in and see someone like me to help you out. Or if I can't assist you, I'll do my best to refer you to an attorney that might be able to assist you with the situation that you're facing. I want to be a resource for estate planning to those who live here, especially in the South San Francisco Bay Area where my office is. 
Um, I have clients, actually, that are all over the Bay Bay Area, the greater Bay Area, even down as far south as Santa Cruz and Watsonville, and Salinas, for that matter, and as far north as Martinez and San Francisco. My primary focus is on helping families in Santa Clara County, but families from San Mateo and Alameda County are certainly close enough that I can assist them as well. In the next weeks and months, as I roll out a new vision for my law practice and expand my offerings to include Medi-Cal planning and uh, other types of planning that may be beneficial, I want to remind you all that, as I've said before a number of times, estate planning is a specialty in the law. There is a reason why attorneys such as myself go through the time and effort and training to become certified by the State Bar Board of Legal Specialization in the area of estate planning, trust, and probate law. It is a specialty. It is much more complex than uh, people realize, and all of the do-it-yourself options out there and the websites that promise to do your plan for you for for a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars and and those kinds of things, I will tell you right now, that is a mistake for most families. Most families actually have planning situations that are much more complicated than they realize. The problem with trying to do it yourself is fundamentally that because you lack familiarity with the area of estate planning and the laws and the taxes and the issues, you don't really know what you don't know. In fact, I find a lot of people come in to see me and they don't even know what questions to ask because of the lack of familiarity with what estate planning is and what are the issues involved. So I urge you, before you consider doing it yourself, come into my office and meet with me. I don't charge for consultations. You can book a consultation directly through my website at lawbob.com. And I will sit down with you and go over your situation and help you find the right way to handle your planning needs, the needs for you, for you and a spouse or partner, for your children, for your other relatives, even how, how you can properly care for your parents through your own plan. All those kinds of things are extremely important and you should not try to do it yourself. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, where you'll also find information on his upcoming estate planning seminars. L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.